Welcome to the Foreigners and Fathers podcast, where two nerdy parents take on the quest of parenthood. This is a podcast where we will share and compare our experiences when it comes to life as immigrants, new parents, and some other things in between. Welcome to episode 18, exploring the map with babies. So, how are you doing? How have you been? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, what am I doing? Oh, okay, so I had a few <laughs> friends... Uh, moving to uh, their new house, uh, David, who's been here on the podcast, and uh, I went around and I helped him a little bit. So um, I was feeling a little bit tired from that, but um, that was yesterday. And uh, you know what? It was actually quite a lot of fun. Uh, it kind of reminded me when I moved into my own place um, and just having all those memories. And I think that I kind of understand a little bit better the help that we got at the time because it does feel good going around to some other people's place, helping them, and then just being able to go home and it doesn't, you know, you don't have all that mess. And, they, you know, David might listen to this in the future and they, he might find it amusing that I'm saying this. Uh, but yeah, because there's a certain sense of you're progressing and uh, you can see it from the outside. But yeah, generally speaking, uh, as I was saying, yeah, I'm, I'm doing uh, very well. Just feeling a little bit hot again. There's a second heat wave. Um, what about you? How, how are you doing? I'm melting, so oh, you're melting, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling the heat wave. I I absolutely abhor it. It's incredibly hot. Um, mm, yeah, I'm doing fine. Although uh, Nim Nim's getting a little bit sick, which is a shame because her birthday is coming up. I don't think uh, it's that big. She just have a little cough. It's fine. She'll be fine. But yeah, Holly's sure stressing out. She's like, oh no, we, we took her out and now she's going to miss her first birthday. We're incredibly bad parents. But no, she, she'll be fine. Yeah, and she will be fine. She will be fine. Yeah. And what else? Um, oh, she's no longer crying at nursery. So there's that. Oh, okay. Uh, That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, last time she went... Uh, it was Holly the one who took her, and she even stretched her arms to the lady at the nursery. Wow! So, Look at that. Yeah. How did yeah, Holly yeah. feel about that? Happy. Yeah, we're oh, both good. really happy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're both really happy that she's now um, happy at nursery because it's something that sh we have to do. So we're, yeah, we're really happy that she's she's happy there. And yeah, yeah that that's been it. Just the the job's been. Uh, fine, I'm getting more used to it. It's incredibly hot, and namely miss happy in nursery, but a little bit sick. And uh, what is new with? Because you mentioned what you what you did, but what is new with Nico? Anything to report, or it's just been the same? Uh, you know, I was just thinking that it, it's 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 funny because it's the opposite. Uh, he's now started crying at nursery, but let me explain why. Oh no! No 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 no! It's fine. <laughs> he started crying at nursery because he just likes it too much there. So today, or no, not today. Sorry, yesterday, um, he cried for the first time when he was uh, when we were picking him up because he wanted to stay. He was just having a lot of fun. So when uh, um, when they picked him up to to bring him to us, he started crying. So. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's it's an interesting uh, problem to have. Developer, like, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting development. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, he's just been okay. Like I said, he had, like in the last few weeks, he had amazing developments. You know, we started walk he started walking and all of that. And he's still, you know, giving his steps, um, uh, climbing the stairs, all of that. Uh, and now it kind of feels like it's slowed down a little bit. So he's just, what I mean slowed down is he's just developing the kind of stuff that he's learned in the last few weeks rather than learn anything new so you kind of see it as waves don't you it the way the way it's been at least with me is that it feels like there's nothing for a while then there's a burst of stuff that happens at once then they develop on that stuff and then it goes a little bit again without anything specifically new um but uh, but yeah so he's now just developing on the stuff that he's recently been learning okay well that's good yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. it's pretty good. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, so exploring the map with babies, uh, or you know, in other words, just traveling with babies, and you know, when 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 you have kids 
it brings a whole new dimension uh, to traveling and one of those aspects is certainly traveling by plane uh, which is always one of the uh, strictest and one of the most complex ways of traveling even if you're on your own if you're with friends with your partner it's always a bit more difficult and with babies it bring it adds a new dimension um, so what we thought was would be really really good for an episode like this um, would be to bring a guest uh, that has uh, traveled uh, tra well traveled quite a lot but someone who has also uh, worked in that industry uh, as cabin crew and uh, I felt that it would be really good to hear a first-hand experience on what uh, she has seen with uh, people traveling with babies her own experiences uh, seeing it firsthand and you know just funny anecdotes any advice anything like that because um, I know that we have a small difference at the moment because I have had the opportunity to travel uh, with Nico already by plane um, but um, you haven't had a chance to do it yet so I think that it'll be good for you to see the advice from my experience and from our guests um, experiences as well. So just a brief intro, uh, she is uh, Nico's guide mother. Uh, so guide mother is basically a term that we chose uh, instead of uh, godmother. So it's more about uh, guiding Nico through life um, in a way. Um, and it's someone who despite traveling all the time has always been there uh, for me and Martina through thick and thin. Uh, she's ambitious, she's fun and I can't wait to see how she's going to guide Nico through his life. And her name is Grace. Grace, say hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey, Hello. so why don't you start by introducing yourself uh, a little bit and then we'll go through some of the questions we ask uh, every guest. Yeah, sure. I mean, that was a fabulous introduction. So thank you, Pedro. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I am Grace. I am 27. I just had to think about that. So. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I live in Bath at the minute. I used to live in Brighton and that's where I was cabin crew for, I think, five. I say five years and then the pandemic for a year. So um, I didn't really fly a lot during that time. But no, um, I flew I out of... imagine so. No, not at all. You know, luckily enough to be on furlough. But yeah, it was definitely a stressful time um, for the industry. But yeah, I used to fly out of Gatwick. So it was really close. It's really lovely living in Brighton. But now I'm in the lovely bar. Yeah. Nice. Brilliant. Um, do you want to ask the questions, Bruno? Or should I do it? Or Oh, you, you do it. You're, as you said in the intro, I haven't really tra uh, traveled much. So I think it's it's more adequate for you to, to ask the questions. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, so no, that's fine. Uh, so the question that we ask of uh, every guest is, uh, the first one is, would you, obviously with our experiences uh, coming here and everything, the question is, would you ever consider doing it? Would you immigrate to, um, to another country and just live there permanently? Um, this is a tough one because I do feel like every couple of years I do flip back and forth with this. Um, at the minute, I really enjoy where I live, um, so I can't really imagine living anywhere else at the minute. But I, when I was 16, my dad got a job in America, so I kind of did emigrate over there for a few years. And I thought I thought it was going to be permanent, and I did enjoy that. It was um, a completely different world to um, what I was used to in England, especially with high school and everything. It's just like the films, which was great. Um, apart from our cheerleading squad were rubbish. So no one uh. thought they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only difference. But um, so yeah, I did live there for a couple of years. That was um, Philadelphia, New Jersey area. Oh. Um, yeah, and that, that was nice. I really like um, being there and you've got New York an hour away. So that was oh. really fun. I have but to ask. I have, mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry, but I have to ask, is high school as clicky as media portrays it? Or is that just, um, well, like a media cliche? I, I think some high schools definitely can be like that. There were definitely groups of people who stuck around with each other. Like I was a part of the theater kids group, um, but there were like mm. the people, there were the jocks and things, but no one was mean to each other. Like we'd all be friends. And like once we we're in class, we'd all talk to each other. It's just then you kind of had your friend groups based on 
the um, extracurricular activity you did. And I, I think that is because they go, they are so serious about the extracurricular activities in America. Like in England, it would be, you know, maybe one night a week or two nights a week, you'd play football for the school or something like that. But every single day in America was training for whatever you had to be wow. in one sport or one, you know, acting or art club, art, you know, club or something like that. But um, and I was trying to work out why I was like, wow, they're just so competitive. But it's because they get scholarships for college. Yeah, I was so going to say that's, that's what determines where they're going to study, aren't they? The most, yeah. the, the better you do an extracurricular, the better university you're going to go. Uh, exactly. Like one of my friends, she was the best player, um, hockey player on the hockey team. And we also had the best hockey team in the country. And she got into Columbia in New York like she was a smart girl as well very smart but she also that really did help with it because they kind of want all-rounded people um so yeah yeah they went very hard but um but anyway sorry emigrating <laughs> i'm definitely yeah, gonna go yeah, off no, on some tangents here <laughs> no, but, no, no, um, very interesting but i also when i think back to america i think i was a teenager then i didn't really have any responsibilities like um luckily enough my dad had quite a good job so i didn't you know um living was quite easy there um but i think it is quite different as an adult and especially i didn't go to university so i think as an adult um who didn't go to university i think is quite difficult in america to get a job and things like that but um that would be the place i'd say most likely just because of the ties there but i did also live in australia for a year i really enjoyed that but it was just a bit too far away and um, that was when i didn't go to university i traveled to australia and i say i went traveling I didn't have enough money to go traveling, so I worked, saved up a bit for a couple of months, and then I'd move to a new area, um, save up and move a couple of months. And um, I did really like Australia, but it's just it's so far away, and the time difference, if you want to chat to any family, I really struggled with, so um, I don't think permanently I could go there. Um, right. So at the minute, so yeah, I mean, I know the theme here is English-speaking countries, which isn't great, no, <laughs> but no, they're, they're, they're just the one... <laughs> I was thinking about that. I, I don't think it's bad because it, it's comfortable. It's what you know. And like, mm -hmm. there are countries, obviously, where there is a lot of Spanish spoken and there's countries where there's a lot of Portuguese spoken. Um, but um, but for, you know, for English people, there's just a sense of comfort about going to other countries where that's the main language <laughs> anyway. And I don't blame you guys for it uh, because I think it makes sense. Uh, but I guess my question for you is, uh, or related to this is, Uh, do you think that you would emigrate to a country where it wouldn't be English? Like, if you had to pick a country where it wouldn't be English, or if you would you do it? Would you be lost? Or what do you think about your, you know, your uh, willingness to do that? Um, not just bit, no, no. Like, because I was thinking, where where would it be if um, it wasn't, you know, English as the first language? And I immediately think France because I do like I do mm. like France. I do like the lifestyle. I like the climate. I I am a very very pale English person who, at the minute in this heat wave, is suffering. <laughs> so <laughs> I could not deal with um, anywhere too warm. But um, I really love the food. But also, I if I can speak any language even slightly, it would be French. So I don't know, again, if that's a comfortable thing um, there. But um, I would say, yeah, maybe I, I would like to go and live in France even for a couple of months because I would like to improve my language skills. And I do like it there. So um, and that's I feel like that's the only way to become fluent in a language is either you live there or your partner speaks it. So <laughs> yeah, no, 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 exactly. Exactly. No, that, I, I I was just thinking the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, no, to be that fair, was, that was good. When Sorry? we both that to be fair, when we both moved here, we both already speak English. So when you say it's a comfort thing, I mean, don't don't give us that much credit. It is our second language, but we both spoke it already. It's yeah, not like we true. we move without knowing any English and we just learn it when we arrive. So mm. don't, you're you're giving us too much credit. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, fair, true, fair true, enough, true. fair enough. But yeah, I think I think climate has a big part as well to do with it for me. I just I do not function very well in the heat, and I don't know. Scandinavia has never really appealed to me either. So I do like a mild country. <laughs> yeah, good, no, fair good. enough. And um, so, going to the theme of uh, you know. Um, 
of the podcast, what would you say, what is the best piece of advice that you have for the next generation? So, you know, for, for our kids, essentially. So what's the best piece of advice you want on record for them? You can have other uh, advice <laughs> off record, but on record, what is the best, <laughs> best piece of advice? <laughs> so, um, something legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is, this is a tough one because I, even though I am um, Nico's guide mother, I, I still feel like I'm guiding myself through things. <laughs> but um, the, a piece of advice I've always gone by, and um, my grandma gave me this advice, and it's never done me wrong, and it's helped me in a lot of situations. It's not anything profound, but it, she would say, always carry an umbrella, a pen, and a bottle of water, wherever you mm. go, at any point. And it has helped me out so many times. So that that is what I'd say. It's, you know, it's nothing deep or anything like that, but... Make sure you've got a pen, a bottle of water and an umbrella with you, especially in England, at all times. So that is it, really. <laughs> I like it. It's very practical. It's very yeah. practical, isn't it? Do you, yeah, uh, yeah. Do you, one do you of mostly those follow it? Wisdom nuggets. It doesn't have to be a super deep philosophical advice. It's This is a, a practical one. But yeah, I'm also curious to see if you actually follow it. Because whenever I tried to use an umbrella in the UK, it never worked um how it was supposed to it always ended up with an umbrella broken upside out i mean inside what? out <laughs> well from living in brighton and like being in cabin crew uniform you know i've just done my hair like immaculately like my makeup's great i you know leave the house and you know brighton weather by the seaside the wind and the rain were just extreme like it was just something else and i didn't have a car at the time so i'd walk to the train station And I got hmm. these silly, silly cheap umbrellas you would get, you know, from the shops and they would just be destroyed. They would literally fall apart as I was walking in Brighton, especially along the seafront. Um, so I actually invested in one, which was about 30 pounds. And at the time I was like, this is a lot for an umbrella. And it has never gone inside out. So I would say get that's another piece of advice um, generation. It's <laughs> get a good quality umbrella because you'll have it for years. And it's like, this is boring advice, but it's 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 good. <laughs> it's good advice. It's good advice. Um, Some of I the do... best advice is boring. I think yeah. it's good advice. And I, I do follow it actually. I have a backpack, and it has a outside, and I wear it for work most of the time, and like if I'm traveling, and um, it has an outside pocket that is just big enough to fit my umbrella in. So I just always leave it in there. I never take it out. And then I always have a pen at the bottom of my bag and I always take a bottle of water. I actually, like for the first time, I was in a rush the other day and got a three hour train and didn't have a bottle of water. And I just felt so awful on this hot train. So I was like, I'm never doing that again. Always have one ready. So, yeah. And let, let me ask in itself, you. that is another advice because you're always telling them to to keep hydrated, which is such a, a tough lesson to learn as an adult everyone tells me that i should drink more water it's just i don't like it so <laughs> by by being used to having a bottle of of water with you you're always hydrated which again is yeah. really good yeah, yeah that's true uh, but but I, i it got me curious what what is the point of carrying a pen if you're not carrying paper or do you always carry paper as well no no don't carry paper i just i think it The, the amount of times I've used the pen um, more than not is um, was when I was cabin crew and it would be um, when you have to fill out because we had to even as cabin crew we still had to fill out all the customs forms and everything and we don't I, I only kind of learned this being cabin crew I thought that the um, the plane had loads of pens for customers and no they don't so they give you all these customs forms to fill out on the plane or when you're in the airport and a lot of the time no they no one will have a pen they just won't have a pen for you So um, I, yeah, that that was the main time that I used it. Um, I guess I don't really use it that much anymore, but I, it's from my grandma's generation. So maybe, you know, back then she she's always done it because she hasn't had a mobile phone to write a note on or something like that. I mean, she also always carried a snack with her, but I feel like having four things, you've got to remember to take out that. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, you can, maybe you can switch the pen out for the snack. I don't know. So either take a pen or no, a snack no, with like you. No, no, I like the pen. I like the pen. I was just curious about the point of having a pen without the paper. Yeah, but I, I think guess if I... you've explained it right, I think like even if it's just to lend other people or even if it's just mm. to use your own pen instead of having to use a pen that everyone has used, especially in the times of COVID, I think that makes mm. sense. Uh, does it have to be a good pen? No, no, just any pen. I mean, I do oh, I do yeah. like a good pen, though. I do like a good pen. Mm. Nice. Mm. To be fair, the amount of times that I have been caught off guard trying to write something and I don't have a pen, 
it's well, there you go. it's more than yeah it's more than actually i, I wasn't <laughs> like i didn't realize but now that you say it it's like the amount of time that i on the phone with someone and i have to like wait wait, wait give me one moment and have to run to like mm -hmm. a restaurant or something to see if someone has a pen so yeah there you go really good advice but but maybe like you know you don't need to actively think every time you leave the house have i got a pen with me but like just chuck it at the bottom of your bag yeah, and, you use it a lot, and, and it sits or... there yeah, yeah then it will exactly. never go. So, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and, and the last question that... Oh, did you want to say something else? Yeah, I was just going to say that this last question, I'm pretty sure... You, I mean, you already said you were in, in theater in high school, so I don't know how you're going you're gonna <laughs> to top that. But what do you consider <laughs> is the, the nerdiest thing about you, other than being a theater kid in, in New Jersey? Um... <laughs> Um, I, I was actually thinking more recently nerdy things and um, but yeah that was that was maybe the beginning of it the um, yeah the start of the nerdiness because um, yeah it was great I love theatre I don't want to run around in a field all afternoon um, I want to sit in an air-conditioned theatre and um, read lines <laughs> but um, so I would say the nerdiest thing is um, during lockdown um, I mean, like, I mean, I do enjoy board games and I like video games and things. But um, the funniest, I guess, nerdiest thing is during lockdown, I got into cross stitching. Um, I just found it very therapeutic, especially with everything that was going on and going around mm, my brain. Yeah. It it was it was an activity that it wasn't stressful. Um, I didn't have to think about it too much. Um, but it was it just like worked my brain just enough, and it wasn't just like TV because I would often get distracted from that. So I um, started cross-stitching and did a couple of simple ones. I was like, yeah, these are nice. And then I got onto a bit more of a complicated one. And a big part of this cross-stitch was um, it was white cross-stitch on a white background, which that actually ended up being quite annoying and stressful. But my eyes would go a bit funny. So I had to do wow. a certain section of it, white on white. Yeah, which is um, it, yeah quite stressful. <laughs> so it kind of defeated it, but I was determined. Um, and I... So, my eyes started to go funny after a while and I think it was the winter so there wasn't a lot of daylight um and I was just going off of um regular room you know rental orange lights um in a room and I <laughs> I found these um you know like magnifying glasses I guess people use them for warhammer and painting and things like that but you look so <laughs> funny in them yeah <laughs> and they also had a light on them so <laughs> I would sit there on the sofa with these magnifying glasses on and a light on, like a head head torch, doing my cross stitch. And there's a picture of, of me um, wearing it somewhere, and it just looks like yeah, the nerdiest thing. And I just thought it was quite funny. So, but it really helped. So, if anyone cross stitches out there, get yourself some of these glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. it, it no, it's very. Um... I agree with you. I think that's a very nerdy thing to do. I think it's uh, it's very fun. And what I like about it is that it's also very different because I, I'm going to say, like, most of the guests we've had or that we're ever going to have um, are always going to be, like, board games, video games, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Harry Potter, Pokemon, all of that. But, um, uh, you know, cross-teaching and using a magnifying glass from... Uh, Warhammer to do it. I think that's quite unique. So, uh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. You you gave me a mental image of yourself yes. on top of like. <laughs> I know you were on, on a couch cross teaching, but somehow did you ever see Toy Story? I think it was two when the guy is repairing Woody and he gets like three different magnifying glasses and starts teaching his arm together. That's, that's yeah, the idea yeah, that I yeah. got. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I did imagine this so far as well. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I kind of imagined, you know, the lo-fi beats girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of imagined that as well, you know, late at night with the torch in front of her, but instead of studying, just cross-teaching. No, white. she she was a lot cooler. I, I like that you're thinking of someone who looks a lot cooler than what I did on that sofa. <laughs> and, and also, with, I also I put so much into this cross stitch because because um, I was furloughed. It's kind of all I had. So <laughs> really intently nice. cross stitching. Did you um, it? No, I actually found it the other day, and I think soon as you know the outside opened, I was like. Well, this has lost Screw all this. its power. So, yeah, I was like, who cares about this? But no, maybe in the winter, um, you know, when, yeah, got to sit inside and I'll start doing that again. <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to have to cross-stitch a, a lot of, like, 
childish scenery now to put in Nico's room and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Shelf, yeah. that's uh, I think it takes me so long to do. I mean, this took me. I haven't even finished, but a year and a half. So, um, when Nico, I'll plan something for for Nico's fifth birthday or something. Yeah, try to <laughs> predict what his favorite show is gonna be and cross stitch the character or something. Yeah. Well, I yeah, can already yeah. tell you. I can already tell you a couple of things. So he puts uh, the three Pokemon starters from the first generation in front of him, and he chose Charmander. So there's already mm. a team cross stitch Charmander. But I'm going to give you another one because, uh, despite having chosen Charmander, what we didn't anticipate is that we have a very large Pikachu, like his size and uh, it plays sounds and everything and we start playing the sounds and he actually loves that pikachu and he basically hugs the pikachu and he just loves Aww. it to bits yeah he starts hugging the the pikachu uh, plushie like so much um Aww. i'll have to take a video of it but uh, essentially uh, i think pikachu might be his favorite starter now so um yeah okay. just there you go for his well, fifth birthday if he continues this track Mm, it doesn't matter, even if he doesn't like it, he's going to get it. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> um, perfect. Uh, so um, coming to your experiences, obviously, you know, working as cabin crew, you, you might have a lot of different experiences. You've seen a lot of people behaving in a lot of different ways. And uh, I think that when it comes to, to air travel as well, um, I don't know, like you people get a bit weird because they're in a confined space is, is what I tend to find um, and I think you must have some really interesting stories uh, so I guess to start off with the first question that I've that that, that we've got is um, what's the craziest thing that you've seen people uh, with babies or children do uh, on an airplane the craziest thing um uh... There, there are there's a lot of stories there are a lot of stories um but with a with children i would say <laughs> this is awful um i saw a woman put, i wouldn't don't want to say put i feel like she rested the newborn in the overhead locker why she <laughs> why she was sorting out her things but it was in there it the baby was in there for quite a long time and i was just staring i was this was as like you know people were getting on the plane sorting themselves out and wow. things like that and um i was kind of standing i'd say about like maybe 10 meters away like and i was just glaring and i was like please take that baby out please don't shut please don't shut the door on the baby that's what i was expecting <laughs> but and um yeah and no one else really seemed to notice either like uh, no one else was bothered i mean and it was just me glaring but um yeah that i would say that was the most shocking thing and the baby was in there for quite a long time <laughs> oh, wow what, what would know. you do if she, like, closed? Did you have, like, a procedure you could follow? If she closed <laughs> the, that, what would you do? Um, I, I think I would just go over and open it, take the baby. I don't really know. Like, I guess... I guess Sorry, ma'am. Babies are not hand luggage. Please carry them with yeah, you. I, I, I guess give the mama stern talking to, but then, I don't know. I think we'd probably have to report it to some sort of child line. I don't know. <laughs> but um no i've never wow. never had that i'm glad that didn't happen for me to find out but um and to be yeah, fair think... i'm pretty sure it must have happened because i heard a lot of parents that for example put the the car chair on top of the car and leave everything uh... and drive and the baby's still on top or things like that so yeah i'm pretty sure some people must put their baby on the luggage just because they don't have anywhere else to put it and they think it's safe because yeah. it's like at eye level or something and then yeah. they get distracted, close the door, and like 15 minutes later, they start hearing a cry child, uh, a child crying from the luggage area. Oh no! Oh my gosh, no! But um, I I always thought though with um, I mean with anyone who did anything weird on the plane, I would always give them the benefit of the doubt because sleep deprivation. I mean, I yeah. I know it just make does make you go a bit mad sometimes. So I was just I'd always try and try not to judge, but yeah, when people do stuff like that, it it was difficult. <laughs> You're yeah, of course. Most. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would say that is the craziest. I mean, um, people, it always surprised me when people would let their, like, it, I get older children, you know, maybe five and above walk around the plane. But, um, you know, babies that could just, or toddlers that could just toddle, 
um, walking up and down the plane, like they would just come through the curtain of the galley area, you know, where we do the food and drink, <laughs> and and they just walk in there, and then I, I, you know, I tend to, I didn't always like to, but I tend to kind of scoop them up and just be like, oh, like where's mummy and daddy, and um, sure, and sure. and I'd be waiting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd be waiting in there for like a couple of minutes, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think they're coming, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd have to go and find them. I'm like, whose whose child is this? Anyone? <laughs> like, walk down the plane. That would happen really often. I think, I think because they thought, well, the child can't get out the plane, so yeah, <laughs> let them wow. roam free. But the, um, the craziest so thing I seen with babies it's weird because it was a like a three-year-old or something and i don't know why because airplanes have toilets but you see that there's like a big sp like leg room between the uh, well depending on the model of the plane as well but usually between the divide between first class and travel or whatever mm. the, there's like a big leg room in the front row of the chair that before yeah. you go to first class i seen a lady that took their baby there and then just like let him poop there. I guess the bathroom <gasps> was busy or something. So she just took it there, took the whole clothes off, and it was like, yeah, you can poop here and just let him poop there. So the whole plane, oh we were God. traveling with poop on the floor. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, on the floor? I thought you were going to say like a potty or something or a. No, no, know. no. She was just <gasps> like, yeah, you can go here. And I don't know if she thought he was going to pee only or what, or he just <gasps> took a massive well, I mean, dookie that's, that's and left it better. there on the yeah. floor. And that then, is horrible. They didn't, they didn't even try to clean. She just walked back to her seat and left just no. there the, the the travel log for someone to clean up. <laughs> travel log. Oh, that, this, it's for these kind awful. of things that you're no longer cabin crew, Grace. Um, <laughs> um, there were many. There are many reasons. It, it, I quickly realized when I think I joined when I was twenty. I quickly realized it was not as glamorous as I thought. <laughs> at all, well, not, at not all. Not children pooping. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I do have a good um, children's story uh, on the plane. However, it's not mine. It is my friend's, I have to say. I wish it was mine. But um, so it, I used to fly. Well, I don't know if I will say the name, actually, of the airline. <laughs> but um, so I... Yeah, they, they were on the plane and the um, royals, so um, William Ooh. and William and Kate would often fly with us, um, especially to the Caribbean and things. They had like connections out there. And um, it was just when, what was that? What's their first child called? It's awful, isn't it? He's going to be the king one day. Oh, Ooh, Christ. Yeah. If we don't get jo these, George? can we still like, be allowed Apply to Apply for the, the nationality, or... yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh no. This is actually a test, by Edward the way. I'm going to report this. No. <laughs> Um, George? George? Uh, what's the name? Um, I don't know. Ed Edward, it... William, anyway. Henry. Anyway, the George. first royal kid. <laughs> but anyway, so the, so the, so the one who's going to be king. And, um, yeah. He was very, very young. I think he was just toddling at the time, you know. And they were sitting in first class. And my friend was in the front galley where they prepare the first class food. And suddenly through the curtain, I, I think it's George... But anyway, um, walks through, oh, yeah, just walks through, George, yeah, yeah j just walks through the curtain, and um, and there's no Kate or no you know nanny or no anyone following. And she, normally, like we said, we just scoop them up and go back. And she was like, I I don't know if I can. Like, can I pick the future king? Can of I England? touch the skin? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And she just said she just froze. And luckily, Kate came through the curtain very very quickly. But she was just like, I I did just freeze. I didn't know if I was able to touch him you know and pick him up well, it was yeah, she was very tackle me for touching the kid like, exactly exactly she was just like she didn't know what to do she said it was very awkward but kate was very lovely and um apparently all the all the royals i've never flown, flown with them um have all been very lovely but she just said that was a very weird experience and i thought that was quite a funny story yeah of course yeah, i'll bet it i'll bet it was yeah 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 <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that that is incredible. Uh, you know, we we got quite a lot out of that one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. And 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 so, when people are traveling, when they're they're traveling by air, what should they do to make it more comfortable for them and more comfortable for other people? And when I say this, I mean when they're traveling with babies or children. What can they do to make it more comfortable for everyone? Um, I, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to like me saying this, but I just think, 
I think a lot of people are very um, entitled when they get on an aeroplane. And I understand why, you know, um, I didn't used to pay a lot for flights, so I didn't really understand it until I'm now out of the business. But um, I, you've spent so much money on these flights, especially long haul. You spent thousands and thousands and you've saved up for years on this holiday. But then you are getting onto a big a big tin can with a lot of other people in a very compact and pressure, like pressurized in both senses of the word, you know, um, way. And I just think a lot of, a lot of people I saw were quite judgmental and rude towards people, especially with young babies who would cry and things like that. And I just think, I, I think those people need to realize that it, they're not in this, you know, they're not in, unless they're in first class, fair enough. But if you're in economy, you've got to take into consideration everyone else and people do need to travel with children and they are allowed to travel with children. So I think it's a lot about other people really than parents, you know, as long as you're doing everything you can, you don't kind of just leave your child to, you know, sit in their seat and cry. You're actively trying to, you know, feed them or something, but sometimes a baby will just cry because, you know, they're stressed or they're tired or whatever it is. Um, and, yeah, I actually think it's other people that need to change their attitude. Um, but uh -huh. yeah, but but if you're thinking what can, yeah, like and what you're thinking what they can do for other people, um, I, I think as long as you're actively trying to help the situation and you're not ignoring, like I did see some parents who would just ignore their children at any age, and yeah. that did frustrate frustrate me because then you see the kids start starting to you know kind of find attention elsewhere, which is fair enough from either passengers or cabin crew or something like that because the parents have kind of are in holiday mode, they've switched off, they don't want to you know um, deal with their children who um, are obviously a bit bored and frustrated. Um, I would just say, yeah, and when they get older, just having enough things to entertain them, especially on a long fly and enough snacks. Um, that was, I found the most, the most frustrating part was when parents would get on board with their children and we would give them, you know, two hot meals, but they wouldn't bring any snacks in between. Um, so, you know, the parents would come to us and ask us for snacks. We just didn't have them. The kids would get upset. They would get upset and it just wasn't a good experience. But yeah, I, I don't know. I found that mad. I when I fly by myself, I bring enough snacks for about four days. So <laughs> I don't understand if how you can fly with a child and not bring any other type of food and think that we would have some. So um, yeah, I, yeah, that that's my take on it. Really, um, I know I've seen these things on the internet where people get little people make these little packages up for people in the immediate area. You know, with earplugs, with um, sweets and things like that to kind of say sorry. Like I have a baby, it might be loud. But I also think if you're getting on a plane and you don't have some sort of earplugs or some sort of, um, what's it called, the headphones, how, why am I not being able to think of the word? You know, noise uh, cancelling. Yeah, noise cancelling headphones. Um, and you really don't like noise from other people, then that's on you. You know what I mean? As I said earlier, yeah. if you're someone who that really gets annoyed by that and you're about to sit on a tin, in a tin can with 300 other people packed in, then that's kind of on you that you haven't brought that with you. So... Yeah, that's quite yeah. that's quite brutal, but that's that is my opinion. <laughs> no, yeah, I completely agree. I think it comes to manners. Like, if you're uh, a well-mannered person, you you understand that other people have to travel with kids. Maybe sometimes it's not even holidays; it's just a, a family emergency or something, so they have to travel. And kids, like you said, kids are kids. Kids are gonna make kids noises. Kids are gonna cry. Uh, they're mm. very susceptible to the changing pressure, and their ears might hurt, and they don't even know why. Uh, mm -hmm. But also, as a parent, you have to make sure that you're doing as much as you can to keep your baby happy. Not only for the sake of the baby, which, duh, but also because you're mm -hmm. in an open space. It's not private. I recently flew to Manchester for a, a work thing. And there was just a parent that was neglecting their kid completely. And the kid was crying left, right and center for the whole flight. And this guy just basically put his headphones on and ignored the kid, which made it incredibly awkward for everyone else in the plane. So I do mm, see your yeah. your point. I think it makes incredibly sense. Also, I never experienced it myself, but when you mentioned it, I remember that I seen a lot of it. It was like a fashion in the mid 2000s, like 2010s, of people bringing like candy sweets and just giving it to the cabin crew to distribute. And it says, "Hi, this is the parent of the kid in aisle B1. This is the first time we're traveling. Here are some kids and some, I mean, some candies and some noise canceling headphones for everyone. Thank you for your understanding." I think that's really mm. cool. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I find it a little bit, as you said, it was a bit of a trend uh, a few years ago. I find it a little bit virtue signaling because it's kind of like what Grace was saying. Like people should know that that kind of stuff happens. And unless you know, your kid is going to be crazy. But if you don't know what to expect, I mean, it's all nice. And I'm not going to say that that they shouldn't do it. But I also feel like it, it felt a little bit more like for internet clout than actually anything mm. else but uh, sometimes i'm a little bit cynic like that so you know maybe it was just genuine yeah no no i do agree with that and like and i, I do think it is a nice thing if you're doing it like not just for internet clout um it's a nice way of kind of um i think people get very detached on the plane from other people um but soon as you you know as soon as you make that connection with someone um, or even the person sitting next to you or something like that. Like if you're in a rubbish situation where you're in the middle seat, but you talk to the person next to you already, you like you kind of humanize them. But I feel like people on a plane, if they don't talk to each other, they get so angry so quickly at each other because they're just, you know, or someone, someone said to me once that imagine imagine them all as scared dogs. And then it makes you feel a lot better for them. <laughs> they're just, you know, I they're like just, they're, they are scared. They're people on a plane. They're in a tin can in the air. This is not natural for humans to be like this. And also they've spent loads of money. They're going on holiday. Like it's a lot of pressure. So just, I think that really made, it was the turning point for the job. Because in the beginning I did struggle quite a lot with um, people, <laughs> which is bad for that type of job. But once I kind of saw everyone a bit more in a sympathetic view, then um, yeah, it made it, it made it a lot easier. So, so when you were in the theater, you had to imagine the audience naked, and in here, you just had to imagine everyone as a puppy. <laughs> yeah, as, as scared puppies sitting in their seats, and then scared I was like, oh, you're, you're, and you know, they're only barking at you and snapping at you because they're scared and they don't know what's going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, I like that. Um, and and do you think that when people can do it, should should they avoid air travel? Do you think that they should leave it until the children start behaving in a more acceptable way? What, what do you think is the, the, the ages with which I, to avoid plane travel if you can? Um, I, I don't think it, um, I, I don't think there's any age. I think it's really dependent on the people, dependent on the child. Um, you know, I think when they're very, very young, it's probably actually easier um, then, you know, when they can start to move around or get bored and things like that. But I just, like I said, I think it's, I think it's on the parents to think, okay, if I want to go to Australia, that's a, you know, 24 hour flight. Um, am I going to be able to have the stamina? I think, I think it's more the, for the parents to be like, do I want to do this? Um, is it worth <laughs> it for me as well? Because you, you've got to have, you know, you're going to be, I know parents are sleep deprived anyway, but this is just a, yeah, a lot more of an intense situation. So I think if you think, you know, you know what, I, I don't think I could do that, then I don't think it's the right time, you know. Um, but I think it's just dependent on the people. You might be like, yeah, absolutely fine. We'll be fine. Um, I'm ready for the challenge then. Um, yeah, but I don't think there's any particular particular age. Um, like I said, there's, I've, I've had, I mean, uh, so there's some adults that I don't think should fly. So, <laughs> but um, we can't stop them from flying. So. <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it just depends on the person. Depends if you're good with plane travel and you're yeah willing to take on the challenge of taking your child with you. Yeah, and and going back to to manners, as someone who might have to travel with babies, uh, maybe not. Maybe we won't travel until she's no longer considered a baby. But still, for anyone listening. What can we as travelers do to not only help other travelers, but also cabin crew? Because obviously you want to make sure that they're comfortable as well. They're in their job. They mm -hmm. have to do it. You don't know how long they've been flying for. So what can we do to make cabin crew lives a little bit more comfortable and easier when we're traveling with kids? Um, I think the main problem for me was respecting the safety rules. And that's whether you have children or not. But I feel like some people were parents, uh, some people who were parents and had children with them, um, they they would sometimes use like their child crying as a reason not to put their seatbelt on and things like that. And it's just, you know, the, like sometimes we, we can't land, like the captain won't let us land if everyone, if I haven't seen your, ch seen your child have their seatbelt on. Oh, and, and I know it's really, I know it's just one seatbelt and I know air safety is very, very, um, you know, safe, but but 
it's just it's something we we have to do you know and we take it very seriously because we have to in case of an emergency so a lot of people be like oh come on they're, they're crying they're upset like there is a popping they're fine they'll just sit on my lap and I'm like they're too big they, they do need to sit on their chair so I think it's I just think it's respecting the rules and you know you just get that seatbelt on so I can see it and then you know when I go and sit down in my seat whatever happens happens that's up to you but I need to make sure I can tell the captain everyone's got a seatbelt on um another thing what is which really really annoyed me is if your child is ill fair enough kids get sick you know vomiting or whatever it is in their seat um I, I will help you clean it up that is a part of my job but don't sit there and expect me to do it all while you watch a film. <laughs> yeah. The, the amount of times where they would just, you know, a parent would ding the call bell. And again, this is most people were lovely and they were very apologetic and they would really try and help. But don't, don't ding your call bell, call me over and just point and say, there you go. Like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, don't, but, don't, <laughs> don't leave a dookie in between classes yeah. <laughs> well, I, well I, i don't know if i don't know if i clean up a dookie but <laughs> i have not but you know kids get sick and i don't mind helping but you just don't expect me i'm not i'm not yes your like slave you know <laughs> yeah, um yeah, yeah. so that that would always really annoy me it was um yeah just or yeah just that but um but i'm always happy to uh, always happy to help though i think if you just explain the situation and say, look, I'm really sorry, could you help out? Or this, or even um, I've held, the amount of babies I've held while the mum's gone to the toilet because they're traveling by themselves, um, or the dad. But um, yeah, the amount of babies I've just been given and they say, sorry, I just need, I need five minutes to go to the loo and just be by myself. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So I think most cabin crew are really happy to help. We're very, um, we wear a lot of hats and, but it's just, yeah, it's just saying it in the right way and respecting us as, safety professionals as well as you know here to give you your dinner so um yeah, yeah. that's what i was thinking actually because you were just saying you wear a lot of hats and uh, that's what i was thinking isn't it because like i'm not saying that that you're a cleaner but like part of the job you know you have to clean stuff that you wouldn't necessarily want to do you kind of have to do a bit of babysitting you have to be a security Uh, officer on board in a way you have to pay attention to everything that's going on you have to to have that uh, you know serving dinner or whatever it is so you do a little bit of everything isn't it you, you're really the person responsible or the people responsible to make sure that the micro society of the plane works well yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and you've got to be able to read a lot of different body languages as well and um you can you and sometimes when a parent is rude you can just or anyone you can just tell they're at the end of the tether so it's about managing that as well but um but yeah just just i think think that we're not there to be against you with it we are genuinely there almost most cabin crew um that i met as well as myself we're there to help you we, we want to have a good flight you want to have a good flight and yeah that's it really we're here to here to help yeah yeah and enough. besides uh, it's always like I don't remember which family member told me, but you don't want to piss off whoever's going to be handling your food without you seeing them <laughs> handling their food. That's not a smart exactly. thing to do. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. Brilliant. Uh, Grace, this was fantastic. Um, I think it was really, really insightful, and it's definitely a perspective that we wouldn't have had otherwise. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, on the podcast thank you for taking the time to do this with us um, and it, it's been lovely thank you so much no and, thank you uh, guys yeah, Sorry. No worries. <laughs> so so just before just before you go um, just wanted to ask you uh, just a couple of uh, questions uh, the first one is uh, what are your plans for the next few months anything coming up anything uh, exciting planned or Um, I am actually going on my first holiday, uh, foreign holiday, in about, I'd say it's got to be nearly three years now, um, next week. So I'm going to Croatia um, with nice. with family. And um, and then I'm actually going to Marbella in September. So yeah, a bit uh, traveling couple of months and I haven't done it in a long time. And to be honest, I'm a bit out of the loop with it. So I've got to you know from from even be, from being cabin crew for so many years like just because i've had a break i need to you know start thinking about oh what's the currency and what adapters do i need and so no i'm looking forward to it though so that would be lovely yeah you excited 
Yeah, really excited. And I've never, I've, we used to fly to Croatia a lot, but we'd kind of, you know, the plane would land, we'd get the customers off and then new customers on. We never really spent any time there, but I've heard great things from it. So I guess it's just, it's so different from, I normally go to France or Spain or Italy um, for a European holiday, but I've never, don't really know much about Croatia. So I'm just looking forward to um, the new experience. So yeah, it should be really good. Nice. Perfect. Well, yeah, enjoy. And like Pedro was saying, I didn't get a, a chance to say it myself, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. It really is interesting hearing this type of perspectives that we wouldn't have had otherwise. So that is that's an experience that we, we only get to live by by comments like yours that is tell us how it actually feels and works. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to to come here and share those experiences with us. No, no problem at all. It, it honestly has been such a pleasure. And I think um, you guys doing this podcast is just such a great idea, not only for, you know, your fans and your friends to listen to, but for your kids as well. I think it's brilliant. And also, I would say if there's anyone listening and you don't know what to do with your life like I did, go and be cabin crew for a few years because it, it was really, really fun. So that's <laughs> I would say. It was, it was yeah. good. No, like <laughs> well, sorry, now that you said that, I have to ask. Is it true that they monitor your weight? Because I remember when I was younger, I wanted to be cabin crew for a while. And at least in Mexico, they had this, I don't know if it was an urban myth or an actual thing, but everyone told me like, nah, you're too fat. They're going to make you lose some weight because obviously there's certain weight requirements on the plane. So you cannot be that fat. Is that actually true? It, it is not true. Um, I think it used to be true, definitely back in the day, you know, maybe even the 90s, maybe the early 2000s, it used to be um, a thing we heard of. Um, but the only thing, you just have to pass certain physical tests each year. Like we um, have sort of a CPR test where you've got to be able to give CPR for five minutes, um, you know, without kind of um, failing. So that is quite physically demanding. So I think it's more about being in shape so that you can, for example, throw like on one of the emergency exits, you've got to throw the door out the window. And that, like, you think it, it looks quite small, but it is really heavy. So I think it's just about being physically fit enough to do those tasks. But yeah. um, no, it's not It's not so superficial as it once was, I don't think. I thought as you were going to say, wise. so that you can throw someone out if they're being cheeky. <laughs> uh, well, well um, if, they're, if they're not getting out and there's an emergency, we were told we were allowed to push them out. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get them out uh, i bet sometimes you fantasized about that if someone was being rude to you you were just like mm, if we landed on water now i would push you out oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, no sometimes when it was a really tough day i would fantasize about um you know pulling the slide so we had little tabs to do the emergency slide and taking a bottle of champagne off the first class and just sliding down the slide so that's what i would often think about <laughs> just be like bye <laughs> so, that's, yeah. that's amazing <laughs> Uh, and before you leave us, do you uh, do you have anything that you want to promote? This could be something like a business that you're involved with. It can be a, a TV show that you're watching. Anything you want to promote? Um, I want to promote. So um, there's actually a couple of things. Or is that allowed? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so one of them is, um, now you said, you know, a TV show or something you're watching. I didn't really think of that before. But I am listening to, sorry, this is another podcast, but it's very, very different. Um, and it's helped me a lot at the minute. It's called Where Is My Mind? And it's about mental health and navigating mental health through um, modern times. And I haven't actually been going, there's so many, so many episodes and they haven't even hit COVID times yet. Um, this was a few years ago they started, but... I just think if there's anyone, you know, finding life difficult with, um, you know, just the current climate of everything in England and the world right now, then that um, that is a really, really good podcast. And it's really made me get some perspective on things. So I would suggest Amazing. that. We'll, we'll put yeah. a link to it in the description. Oh, thank you. And also, I do own a little business. It's called Grace Vintage Clothing. Um, if you like... If you like women's vintage clothing, then um, check us out. We are, I say us, it's just me. Um, but we're, <laughs> we're on Instagram and Grace Vintage Clothing and on Depop and ASOS Marketplace. So, um, yeah, check us out. Perfect. Yeah, we'll Fantastic. put uh, the link to the store as well. I might actually have to, uh, to check something out for this December season. So, yeah. Mm, for December yeah, season. Why do you want to check out something for December season? Because it's Christmas. Oh. <laughs> so nice. I've never yeah, not for, for me. Christmas. 
No, but I'm shopping for presents already. Ah, right, oh, right. Oh my gosh. In my mind, I just had a picture of you dressing in uh, in vintage clothing that is mostly for uh, you know for women and just. I think I can as, rock it. Like, during I think December. I can. Yeah, I think I can rock a nice vintage <laughs> summer dress. Yeah, I can. Yeah, only, I, only yeah. in December though, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm limited to December. I'm like a werewolf. I can only pull off a dress in December. Otherwise, it just looks horrible. <laughs> perfect uh yeah again uh one last time thank you so much uh grace again for everything and i wish you all the best i wish you an amazing time in croatia and marbella um and yeah have a lot of fun thank you thank you thank you so much um and you guys can edit this bit out do i just click stop now <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah sorry i was like what do i do okay stop. by the way that's saying in i'm not taking that out <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> okay i'm gonna click stop and bye <laughs> bye see you bye grace thank you bye so yeah that cool. was grace that was grace that was really really good i think you know obviously we've had guests before but it was a lot of times about things that we already knew a lot about and it was more just to give you know our listeners and our kids a different kind of perspective but we already knew what pers what perspective that would be but this was the first time that we got something that we didn't really know what to expect yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so it was very eye-opening to see uh, for example, the I never expect. I mean, I know it's not completely related to the to the theme, but I never expected that the royal kid would just wander off without a, a whole team of bodyguards behind him. Yeah, that surprised me quite a lot as well. Yeah, so really interesting experience and it got me thinking bruno uh, obviously you know we've had as we were saying at the beginning of the episodes different experiences so far on traveling with babies um i've managed to uh, go to uh, sicily for my sister's wedding uh, just recently and it was actually the second time i was traveling by plane and the first time nico was very very quiet on the plane slept the entire way through uh, but this time he just kept on wanting to move and he was getting a bit fussy uh, so it was a lot harder and a lot different but it didn't really discourage me and it, it, it was good to hear from Grace like what sort of things we can do to try to collimate it and you know that cabin crew and other passengers might understand that we're just traveling with a baby and there's not much we can do about it uh, but I just wanted to ask you um, what is your general impression like are you do you feel anxious about traveling with Neem when you have to do it in the future because at some point I imagine that you'll want to have to travel with her by plane um so do you feel anxious about it how do you feel you're going to do it how are you going to prepare what do you feel generally about the, that prospect i don't feel anxious uh but i do feel for example we have only traveled by train which to be honest we kind of have neglected on this episode because we focus too much on on planes well but... i wouldn't say too much but we focus you know primarily because it was the guest but yeah. yeah well you're right too much sounds like an excess and now that's not what i yeah, mean yeah, i mean yeah, primarily yeah. you're right thank you for that correction uh but no, there's sorry. there's so many type of traveling there's car traveling there's same traveling boat traveling so i don't car traveling which nim is not a fan of she's getting way yeah. better but she wasn't a fan of of long trips on cars and the farthest we have gone on train is uh, london which was actually quite chill about it she likes trains she oh, likes nice. being inside of trains yeah yeah yeah. does she, she was... look out the window yeah pretty much that's all she does um, <laughs> but she has more room to move i guess because we can't take her out of the pram and pass her from holly to myself and then back and then back on the pram versus the car that she has to be constrained to the car seat which i think is what she doesn't like uh, yeah because yeah, yeah, she yeah. likes moving a lot so uh, it regards to plane, that's the only thing that worries me as well, that she pretty much has to be in place. Yeah. And uh, so a long trip by plane, it, I am concerned of uh, how will she take it. And again, the, the ears thing does... I remember the first time I traveled by plane, I was quite old by, the, by standards. Maybe it wasn't the first time, but the first time I remember, I must have been like six and I remember my ears mm. hurt a lot, so I don't. I'm kind of worried that that will happen to her because I don't even know how to explain it if she's a baby. How to explain to her that that is normal and that they will pass. So those are the only things that kind of concern me. 
but no, I don't have that much anxiety in itself in regards to the the travel. Um, it's just I hasn't I haven't gotten the chance really. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. And uh, it, it it does you know, it's a little bit more complex just in the sense that you need to bring a lot of stuff with you. That's that's the primarily what I found is that, you know, you have to bring the pram, the baby chair for the card, nappies, bottles, the formula, disposable bibs, the replacement yeah. for the high chair. You need to bring the baby food. You need to bring the travel cot, and you have to worry about all of this stuff and, and it's just where like, you're it arriving feels like you're too. taking an entire truck yeah Sorry. exactly well because you also have to think where am i going because we also went to example for yeah to Aaron, uh arundel sorry for a weekend yeah and it was also do they have a travel card does the travel card fit in the room am i gonna have to live in i mean to sleep in the living room to be next to the travel card because it's a two floor uh, are they gonna have like fridged for the baby food or blenders or stuff like that so yeah you you have to precisely it's you have to travel with like you said with a whole uh like car full of baby stuff <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it takes quite a lot um but yeah good you know good episode i think we got some really interesting insight uh, we covered as, as we discussed primarily the plane travel but to be quite honest with you that's also probably the one that is the most different because with car and by train and everything you can bring this stuff and yes it's annoying um but uh but generally speaking like you were saying like nim was able to just sit on the lap and just move around a little bit with plane is where it feels a bit more constrained yeah um so yeah well traveling by plane is it's a whole ordeal i know it's like uh, people say that if you made it to the airport you already passed the most unsafe part of the trip because flying is really safe but still it's a whole thing you have to be there sitting it's you cannot like i don't know it's it's hard to describe but it's it's the most it's more demanding yeah yeah it's the it's the one that feels more uh, i don't want to say unnatural but different i guess you could say yeah no i agree and i'll be honest like with the time that you have to use to get you know, you have to be in the airport two hours before and uh, you, ha you have all the worries and all the security and all of that. With all of that, I wish and I just can't wait for a world where we can just do like, for example, at least Europe by train and just like high speed train. Um, because I don't know, it just feels nice to be able to see the scenery and uh, um, being able to not have to worry so much about security and all of that. I wish I could just travel in Europe by train. Yeah, no, uh, I and feel it probably you. with all things considered, if it was all high speed, it wouldn't take that much longer. Yeah, especially because sometimes Here's you want thing. to just stretch your legs. So if you're by train, you can just, even if it's not your stop, just get out, go to a shop, buy a coffee, and get on the next train if you don't have time constraints. But in the plane, you're pretty much trapped there until you land. And if it's <laughs> yeah, a, an yeah. eight-hour flight, you're going to be like, okay. So, yeah, no, I, I feel you. But, hey, we can wish. Maybe one day. Yeah, hopefully one day. If not for us, for Nico and Nim. Yeah, exactly. Well, so I cool. guess that's that's today's episode then. Yeah, I think so. Excellent. Well, then, as always, thank you so much for, for your time, my friend. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you. yeah, yeah, and I'll be seeing you very, very soon. And do you want to, to greet us out? Do you want to do the exits? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, as usual, uh, check the description of the episode for any relevant links and resources about today's episode. Uh, I think for today's episode is especially important because we're going to have some links about some of the recommendations and some of the stuff that we talked about, which was quite quite relevant um, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook you can follow us uh, on uh, Twitter and uh, we are trying to be a bit more active but just trying to see some engagement so if you do see a post there just interact with it uh, just um, you know give us a follow give us a like on send us a comment 
um, but if you prefer to contact us by email you can write to us at contact at foreignersandfathers.com uh, so just send us uh, an email there with any stories that you have about traveling maybe you've seen other pooping babies or maybe uh, <laughs> you've seen other similar experiences so just send us what, what you have and we'll be happy to uh, read that out on one of our episodes um, and if you want to keep in touch uh, with my good friend Bruno here you can always follow him on Twitch as well at Mariachi Viking check out some of his videos um, and uh, please again same request uh, but it's very important uh, please subscribe to our episode please follow it or whatever the, app, the podcast application tells you to do uh, so that you can uh, continue listening to us on a weekly basis and so that we can get our numbers up and we can reach more people uh, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whatever other app you use uh, and it really really helps us. Uh, the next episode is actually uh, one that came from a listener suggestion and it is about uh, British and country tradition so it's about some of the most typical odd exquisite uh, British traditions where which we're going to look at and we're going to uh, give a little bit of our opinion on so it's a slightly different episode but I hope that you guys like it so stay tuned in next week to listen to it um, and uh, in the meantime feel free to I don't know re-listen to all, all, all one of our other episodes um, one of our <laughs> Uh, send or take the time to send us an email about it uh, maybe you like it maybe you don't but yeah take the time to contact us and thank you very much for listening once again and uh, Bruno again for you uh, yes thank you for the time today uh, it was really enjoyable as always um, and yeah that's all from me perfect no thank you thank you so much for, for that eloquent goodbye it was really <laughs> really well put so thank you so much for that and thank you for taking the the time out of your day again grace if you are hearing this in once it's it's out thank you so much for for popping by really appreciate it yeah and uh well thank you everyone and i'll say bye bye